Welcome to this Mount Pleasant Baptist Church podcast recorded at our Kubalup campus. We're glad you've joined us and we pray that the Lord will speak to you and encourage you through this message. Well, today I want to bring you a message about building in a season of change because we're going through an incredible, unparalleled in some ways, period of time in the world where things are changing rapidly. You only need to look at what's been happening as COVID's hit lately. You know, one week we can fly over east, the next minute the planes are grounded. One weekend we can meet together as a church and an hour later be told that we can't meet again next weekend. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a West Coast Eagles home game and fans were told literally two or three hours before the game, no, you can't come, the doors are locked, Uh, you need to turn around and go home. As a church, of course, we're going through our own season of significant change and transition as Peter moves on to a new season with Lakeside, as we... uh, about a, are about a month away from being released as a campus of Mount Pleasant and begin a new journey as an independent Baptist church, the Kubalup Community Church. At a personal level, I know from many of you that you're going through your own uh, life changes. It just seems as though one season is drawing to a close as a new one opens up. And for some, and on different occasions, change can be an exciting and invigorating thing. It can bring a freshness to life. But often too, it can be scary and uncertain and overwhelming. It can bring up feelings of anxiety and discouragement and despair. You know, so much so that some people try to avoid change. Like the story about a man who was told by his doctor that he needed to give up red meat, so he stopped putting tomato sauce on his hamburgers. You know, it wasn't really the spirit of the change that was required. For others, you know, it's uh, instead of avoiding it, they just go into a period of despair and hopelessness. And I experienced this myself as a youngster, Uh, My family, when I was about 12, moved from the country to the city and out of the six of us, I was the only one who was dead against it. And just for the next three years following this move, I was in this state of despair and depression. I was moody (laughs) for about three years until eventually I got over it. What do we do in seasons of change like these? Where can we go for encouragement? Well, the Lord brings this incredible word to his people in Haggai chapter 2, verses 4 to 9. And we're going to turn there now together. The Lord speaking through the prophet Haggai says, But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josadak." The high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, 
For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. I don't know if you noticed, but time and again, the name of the Lord Almighty is present. He is the Lord Almighty, sovereign over heaven and earth, sovereign over any change that is thrown our way. But as we unpack this scripture together, it's helpful to understand some of the historical context, the background to what God is addressing. About 70 years in the past, the people of Israel had turned their back on him and so the Babylonians had invaded their land and destroyed everything. Their homes, their livelihoods were gone and the Babylonians carried them off as captives to their homeland. Well, a generation has since passed And God, in his mercy and his grace, has brought his people back to Jerusalem, back to their homes, back to the place where they believed that God had called them to live and dwell forevermore in his presence. And God commands them to begin rebuilding their lives. But as they start building their lives, and as we come to the book of Haggai, the people of God are in this chaotic time of transition and change as they're trying to start life anew. But God comes to them at this point in Haggai and says, it's time to begin rebuilding my temple. The foundation has been laid and the people start off well They're full of strength, full of hope as they begin working on the temple as the Lord commanded. But it doesn't take long for them to start wavering. They don't have much in the way of resource. They encounter opposition. They find it hard enough just to survive in each day, to have enough strength to get through a day, let alone devoting all this time to building the temple of God. And it feels like they're taking one step forward The two steps back. I wonder if you've ever felt that way in your own life. Because it's not dissimilar to what can happen in our faith journeys. You know, we too, you and I, were once people cut off from God. Once people taken captive, enslaved to sin. But by the grace of God, Jesus came and saved and delivered us. He gave us a new life. He brought us back into a place of relationship with God and helped us build a new foundation, a new way of doing life together with him. And for a while, 
at that first stage, things go really well. We have a passion, don't we? A zeal for Jesus. We want to please him, be with him in all of our days. But as time goes on, as circumstances change, things can become difficult. We can get easily discouraged or distracted and knocked off the course we've been going down. What's interesting to me that in this scripture today and in our own lives, the Lord doesn't rebuke, he doesn't uh, criticize. What he does is he draws near to the people and he speaks to them with love in his voice and he says to them three main points of encouragement. And we're just going to spend some time unpacking that encouragement today. The first thing he says is that my presence is with you. In verse 4 he says, Now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, and work, for I am with you. What I covenanted with you is still the case today. My spirit remains among you. Notice he doesn't just encourage the leaders. Uh, Zerubbabel was the governor's son and Joshua was the high priest's son. These two were leading the people at the time. But he's not just encouraging them that his presence is with them. He's saying it to all the people, to you and to me, wherever we are right now. My presence is with you. My spirit remains among you. And what he's, or the reason he's saying that is because our lives at times can feel a bit like an earthquake. Everything is shaky, changing, maybe even crumbling a little bit. And the thing that's so terrifying about earthquakes is that the one thing you just always take for granted in life becomes the one thing you can no longer trust. And that's the ground that you stand on. Even the ground becomes a trap and a danger and a snare. And so even though you and I can go through times where everyone and everything around us feels like it's being shaken, God is an immovable, dependable, reliable, constant presence. He's a foundation that can never be taken away, never shaken by anything or anyone that we encounter in this life. He promises never to leave nor forsake us and nor does he. You know, so often we uh, say that sort of thing, God is with you. We teach it, we preach it, but it's something that needs to not just be taught, but caught It needs to be something that we know, that we know, that we know, that we trust in, that we believe with our whole hearts because we'll never be the same again when we know that God is with you. Jesus' name is Emmanuel, God with us. In Matthew 28, as he's leaving the disciples physically, he says, and I will always be with you, even to the end of the age. 
And in my hope and my prayer for you today, wherever you are, whatever is going on for you, that you will know that the Lord says to you, I am with you. My presence is with you. Rest. Trust. The second encouragement from the Lord we find in this Haggai passage is that his provision is given to us. In verses 6 to 8, God tells the Israelites that he will shake the heavens and the earth once more. The nations will be shaken. The desired will come. All the silver and gold belongs to him. What's he talking about here? Well, at the time this is all happening, they're rebuilding the temple. But the Israelites have next to nothing to their names. They have no power, no wealth, no resources. None of the sacred objects they once have are still in their possession. And so they can barely feed themselves, let alone do this work of building the temple. But God says he will shake the whole world, shake the nations, do what is required because Everything belongs to him. The silver, the gold, the whole world is in his hands and all of it is at his disposal. He will provide. He will shake these things. And it's a little bit, I imagine, like one of those cartoons that you might have seen where someone or something is tipped upside down and all of these things, as it's shaken around, all these things begin to fall down. Often it's quite comical. There's things that you should never believe would fit in a bag or a person like that. But it's this same idea. God saying, I'll shake out of these things whatever you need. I will provide you with what you need to be able to continue what I ask you to do. Keep going. I will provide for you. And you know, it's the same for you and for me as we follow Jesus And as a church, as we start and embark on this new season, that God will provide for us. Philippians uh, chapter 4 verse 19 says, God will meet our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. What a promise that is. God is still Jehovah Jireh, our provider, yours and mine. And us as a church, he's still going to provide everything we need as we go through this season. Everything for what he's called us to. The third encouragement from the Lord in this passage is that his purposes will be accomplished. What are those purposes? Well, he says in verse 7 and verse 9 there, I will fill this house with glory. A greater glory. And in this place, I will grant you peace. God's purpose, what he's doing in and among you, if you've ever wondered, is to bring his glory and his peace, his shalom, his completeness into our lives and across the world. Habakkuk uh, chapter 2 verse 14 says, And the earth shall be filled with all the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. John Piper calls this the goal of all things. The unifying goal of history. That God's glory would be experienced 
would be manifest, would be revealed to all the earth. Glory, the word glory there means uh, his honor, it means his splendor, his majesty. In the Greek, it means to be made famous, but in the Hebrew, it's, it comes from this word weight. It's a weightiness and not just a, a blubber kind of weight. It's like when we say, um, you know, that something has weight to it or behind it. What we mean is it has substance to it. It has significance. It has lasting value. God's glory in humankind. This is what he wants. It's what he's doing. It's what he's bringing. And he's done through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he says that my presence is with you. I will provide everything that you need. And my purposes will be accomplished. So do not be afraid. Be strong and work. And for us today, work is not to uh, come together to do a busy bee on the building. Or right now, if you were here, you'd see there's uh, ladders and scaffolding because we're doing some work on the lights. That's not the work that God expects because the church is not a building. The church is you and me together as the presence, as the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. First Peter 2 says... We are like living stones being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So our work is to build one another up as living stones, to love and to serve one another, to seek first the kingdom of God. The word says that we are his workmanship prepared in advance with good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. In Philippians 2.12, it says to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's not work for our salvation, but out of the salvation we've been given to work it out into the world around us and into the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ. To be humble, to be devoted, to be praying, to be supporting each other. This is what it means to build with the Lord in a season like this. To seek his purposes in and through our lives and out into this world. And as I close today, I just wanted to share a bit of my heart with you behind bringing this word because as the Lord led me to this passage and began to speak to me, I really felt like there were some incredible parallels with what the people in Haggai's day were facing and what is happening for you and me at Kubi at the moment. Just like Israel, a little over six years ago, Kubi itself was in ruins. Not physically again, but 
as a place where the people of God met and lived and worshipped. This church was done. The doors were closed. Nobody met here anymore. All of God's people had been taken away to other places of worship. But God in his grace and in his mercy brought us back. And through Mount Pleasant and through Peter and through all of you who've joined us along for the journey, God has laid a good and firm and solid foundation. But it would be easy for us in this season of change to become discouraged and distracted or hear the word of the Lord today. I am with you. My spirit remains among you. I will provide for you. My purposes will be accomplished through you. Do not be afraid. Be strong and work. The Lord is calling us who have been called here at Kubi to keep going, to press on towards the prize that he's set before us, to keep building what has already been started here as a new church plan. As we love one another, as we serve one another, as we seek first the kingdom of God in our midst and for our community and for surrounding areas and even to the ends of the earth, I know that the glory of God and his peace will manifest among us. You know, the Lord says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what I have in store. And I hope and pray that as we share this word together, as you meditate on what I've spoken, you have this sense of excitement because the glory of the Lord is going to manifest itself among us. Because the presence of God is still here. He's Jesus upon the throne of this church and nothing can or will prevail against him or us in his strength. As you go about this week, may the Lord bring this and bubble this out from within your spirit. You know, as each Israelite took their place on the temple framework, everyone had their role to play. Everyone had their part, from the youngest to the oldest, from the least to the most, from the wisest to the least. (laughs) Everyone has a role to play in the kingdom of God. And you and me have our own roles here to play at Kubi, to build, to love, to serve one another, to see the spiritual house, the living stones fit together to be an atmosphere where the glory of God rests and his purposes are accomplished. And so be seeking, be praying, be asking the Lord, where is my role? What part of the building am I to fit into? Let's pray together as we close. 
Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your word, which is just so encouraging. We pray that we would know for our own lives personally as individuals as we go out each day that your presence is with us, that your provision is for us, that your purposes of glory and peace upon the earth will be accomplished. Lord, ignite in our hearts a sense of excitement and strength and hope for what is to come here at your church in Kubala. We pray that it would be yours and yours alone. We thank you for the way you invite us in to work with you. Strengthen and equip us for the season ahead, we pray, and help us to embrace the change that you have brought. We thank you. We lay this at your feet. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear from you. If you would like prayer, please submit a prayer request at mounties.org.au forward slash prayer or send an email to communications at mounties.org.au and one of our team will be in contact. Have a great week.